hello, friends. You're listening to the Tabletop Tales, stories told collectively around, well, a table. I am the Melody Keeper, and I am singing a story known as the Quest for the Best Song. Glonk, Willow, Seth, and Crispin have just returned from Naga Cove and commissioned the Royal Alchemist of King's Point to make for them a potion needed to access their next destination. Still on the hunt for this mysterious letter, our dungeon master reveals to us what lies ahead. There is like this big, big 20 20 feet tall sewer circle with like big iron grate that you can just walk through. Great. I walk straight into the darkness. Everyone follows, goes into the darkness. It starts to get smaller and smaller, this tunnel. And then finally, you can see an opening that's lit up on the other side. As you enter the opening, you enter a room with two paths, one on the right, one on the left. What do they look like? Identical. Okay. Do I see anything else in the room? Give me a perception check. 13. Yeah, you see two big sewer spouts behind you guys, one on the right, one on the left side. Um, you also see, you see this portcullis that's down in between you and the lower area. It's like a big uh, grated gate that's closed, but you can see down below and you can see a bunch of sewage water, water falling over into this under part. Um, I just kind of start heading down the left one that doesn't have the sewage going into it. Okay, make another perception check. Nine. Ha 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 ha. All right. So you. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for me. As you're, as you're walking down, you step on a pressure plate. Uh-huh. And you, you hear a bunch of mechanisms moving. And then uh, Willow now starts hearing the flow of rushing sewage oh. coming out. As sewage it just <laughs> launches out. <laughs> <laughs> Taking you out and then make a curve because it's like just kind of oh. follows that path oh, But yeah. also takes you out with you. Yeah, and it's gonna carry Glonk and Willow into the left chamber cool. And it's gonna carry Seth and Crispin into the right chamber nice. cool. And uh, so both of you enter this chamber what's in this room? So you look around and on the back wall you see these weird symbols with just the weirdest symbols on the wall There's six of them and each of them have a dial underneath them with Roman numeral one, two, and three on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a lever on the side. And on the wall, you see four letters, M-O-U-R-N. And then Lord. below, 
there's a little puzzle thing. So it looks like we got a puzzle to solve. And what do we see in our room? Seth and Crispin. You see this four block by four block setup. There's just circles that are empty. It's like little divots okay, cool. in like four, in four by four block on this grid. Okay. And then there's six cannonballs. Okay. With the oh. lever by. And on this wall, there's like a bunch of runes of like random looking runes. And it has like a bunch of numbers by them. Hey, off the top of my head, I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. So I'm going to try to read those runes. So as you walk up to inspect these runes, Glock and Willib are exploring their room as well. Scratching my chin, looking around at all this, thinking, uh, I start walking back down the path to try to go to their room. You notice that the gate is blocking your path and their path back to the main room. Mm. Ah, shit. I am dismayed, but I kind of just try to break it. Uh, yeah. Roll d20. 12? Uh, it makes a slight dent, but nothing substantial. Okay. I shout over to them. Hey! Can we hear them? So you can hear them, but you have to, like, shout like he, he did. Yo! Wait, we can see their room straight across, you right? You can see straight in. If they were to come to the door, yeah, we would be able to see across each other. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Walk to the door. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Crispin. We're looking at a lot of weird stuff in here. What do you guys got in there? We also have some weird stuff. In our room, we have a four by four grid. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Empty circles. And then at the bottom of this room, we have six cannonballs. And so it looks like we can place six cannonballs in any one of these open circles. There's also a lever right and, next and to And there's it. a lever, and we don't know what the lever does yet. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so this this grid uh -huh. is on the ground? Yes. It's on the ground. And the, the, the open circles are... Are divots, like bowls. Oh. Looks like the cannonballs might fit. Yeah. It looks okay. like if you place a can, it wouldn't roll away. That's half of what we have. Right. I also looked at the wall, and I'm seeing a bunch of symbols, but honestly, it's not making a bunch of sense, but they're kind of grouped together. Like, they I mean can give nothing you, to us. Yeah, I can give you some examples. Like, like there's like a double square, and then below the double squares, there's two circles with little hash marks in it. Um, we, we've got some weird symbols. They don't look like what you're describing, but... I don't know, the, the circle with the hash mark. That Oh, yeah, yeah, we got the circles with the hash marks for sure. Cool. What do you see? <laughs> so we have, if we look to our right, Glonk, you want to describe what we see? Yeah. Okay, so two rows. Top row is six different runes. And then the bottom row is six of, the, of that hash. circle with the hash marks. Each one of those is directly underneath each one of the six different runes on the top. Okay. With, the, with the single hash pointing toward the room. Yes, vertically. And then on this wall right here at the at the fence, yeah. we've got the word mourn, M-O-U-R-N. And then we have five grids underneath each letter. Like little ones. Little grids on the wall. And each one has something different. Okay. So it's the same thing you described, but some of the circles are filled in instead of just empty. There's six black circles on each of these letters, but I think it's the key to maybe your grid for the six cannonballs that oh. you have. Oh. So you can fill in the circles that you have with the cannonballs. And your runes are what yeah. we need True. to do. Right. All it right. looks like basically we got the key to their room 
they got the key to our room, mm. but we can't get to them and they can't get to us. So what if we just tell you about our room and maybe you can tell us where these cannonballs go? Yeah, yeah, that seems like a good place to start. So we've got the word mourn, M-O-U-R-N, and it looks like under each letter there's a, a different little layout, maybe for your cannonballs. So let's uh, let's start with M. Yeah, yeah, M first. Tell us what you're looking at over there, and we'll tell you where your balls go. Okay, so it's like, uh, I don't really know how to describe this thing. Here, let me take a crack at it. Okay, four by four, grid. Yeah. Okay, across the top, we're going to go A, B, C, and yeah. D. Yeah. It's kind of like bingo. Oh, but without the O? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bing, and then bong. <laughs> We're playing bing bong, baby. All right, so we got BB. BB, put a cannonball in BB. So I pick up a cannonball and walk over and put it down on BB. And then we're going to do BG. Hang on a second. Are we talking bing by bong or bong by bing? Uh, bing by bong, not bong by bing. Okay, okay. Wait, but there's no divot on BG. Hmm. Are you sure there aren't divots on all of them? All the squares? Yeah. Well, shit. Uh. Okay, so where are the open circles? Okay, all right. So the four by four grid. Yeah. Bing by bong. <laughs> okay, so the, so, uh, bing, yeah. the, the B and bing going down, we got four, we got the whole word bong. Okay. So <laughs> In open circles? Open circles. So B B B O B N and B G. Okay. Okay. And then go over I. Column I is I O is an open circle. Okay. Got it. And then N N is an open circle. Yep. Got it. Okay. And then G. You got the whole word bong again. G B G O G N G G. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got and a then, whole got a whole G bong. Okay. Whole G bong. Okay. So your divots, they kind of make the shape of the letter N, right? Yes. Yes, a big old N. Okay. So maybe we just forget the other letters in the word mourn, and we just start with the N, since that's the letter you guys have on your floor. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. So we're gonna do. Uh. Okay. B O. So take the one out of BB, the cannonball out, and put it on BO. Okay. And then do BG. Okay. And then do IO. Okay. And then you're gonna do GB. Okay. GO. Okay. GG. Okay. Easy. Pull the lever. Pull the lever! You pull the lever in. As the, the gate just opens at the bottom of the steps. Cool. Oh, is our gate still down? Your gate is still down. So long, boys! <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. Explain to me again what's under the rune specifically, the circle, and that's it. Are these all runes, top and bottom, or is there anything physical about, like, the... Yeah, uh, each of the runes has a stone dial underneath. It's the uh, circles with the hash marks you noticed earlier. Oh. <clears throat> so, uh, the, the circles with the dashes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are actually physical dials. Oh, they can, can move. Yeah, the six runes yeah. left to right, and then there are six of that it's circle. The, yeah, and then there's a lever to the right of those. 
Could you describe the runes, like, in the order they're at and what they are? We're probably looking at the same thing, so... Uh, okay, so... You want, you want to trade off? You want to do one each? <laughs> sure. You go first. This this looks like a, we've got a very angular cursive two. Yes. Okay. We've got a lot of those. We do. Okay, we've got one on our far left. Cool. All right, so that's the first one. That's okay. the first one. Right next to it is two carrots. The yeah. mathematical carrots. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yes. I'm familiar. <laughs> Next, we've got like a, you know those signs you see around town that are like, no spiders here. It's like that, but turned but a little turned, bit to the right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, you got chocolate on the top and vanilla on the bottom. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's like one of those chocolate vanilla cookies. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. familiar. I like those. <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, the next one's like kind of a double swirl. Double right. swirl, got yeah. it. All the right. loop-de-loop. Oh, uh, okay. Next we got, mm, this one's gonna be tough. It's, it's got four corners and also four sides. Kind of like quadro, you know. Uh, like, you know an hourglass? No, it's more like no. a slice of cheese. Yeah, like Kraft Single. The old Dwarven wow, cheese um, product. Um. It's a square. Oh! <laughs> um. Damn you. Yeah, and then we got an hourglass. Okay, tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you you tell us what you got. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so we've got a whole column of those angular cursive twos. Okay. And each of them has a different picture of a dial set to a different position. One, two, or three. How many in the column? So there are one, two, three, four, five, six. And under each of those six has a dial with all, they're different. Some of them are different. Two of them are the same. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then like the next column, I don't know, are they grouped in twos? Maybe. They are grouped in twos. Oh, shit. Good eye, Seth. Okay, I think we figured it out. Okay, boys! Oh, we got it, we got it. All right. Angular cursive two. <laughs> Turn the dial with the two up. Two on top. Two on top. I shout over to Glunk. Hey, <laughs> the cursive two, we're turning the two up. You got it. Yeah, you successfully turned the first dial to the two. Okay, carrots. Three up. Three up, Glunk. I can turn it to three. Click. Vanilla chocolate cookie. Three up. Vanilla chocolate cookie to three. Click. Click. Swirly swoop, one up. Swirly swoop, one. It's there. Super hard, weird shape. The weird one, Glunk. <laughs> two up. To two. Click. Hourglass, two up. Click. Click. Pull, Pull the lever, Glunk. <laughs> Click. Click. You see the gates just start to rise as you successfully hey. gotten out of that room. We got it. All the gates are open. So what do you guys do? I look around and see if it looks like there's any other pass in this room or if it's just the way we came in. Yeah, it looks like it's just the way you came in, but you see some small paths sort of winding around the room, all leading up to the small rat hole in the wall. How big is the hole? <sighs> About the size of a rat. I walk up to the hole, look down at it, I pull out the four potions Alchemist made for us and say, well... He did say we knew when we were going to take these. <laughs> so I take them out and hand them to everyone. We, we all grab ours. Cheers. Cheers. To us. Drink it. What happens? You drink it and then like this magic starts to uh, swell up within you as you like grow in size and then <laughs> shrink down to the size of a rat. All, th all four of you. Wow. Willem now looks as tall as Glonk is. <laughs> because we're all the exact same height. 
<laughs> oh my god, this is what it's like. You're huge. You're tiny. <laughs> Whoa. And then we go through the hole. Hey everybody, Kyle here. It's that time in the episode where we get to tell you about this episode's sponsor. So stick around, because this one's a good one. Alright, let me ask you something. Are you a nerd? Not necessarily the stereotypical nerd you may be imagining, but do you like to nerd out? There's plenty of things to be a nerd for, like theater, music, games, pop culture, or in our case, pretending to be fictional characters in a ridiculous story with music that we wrote for ourselves. Anyway, if that sounds like you, you've got to check out Nerdery and Murdery. It's a podcast about nerding out over, well, just about anything. Oh yeah, there's also lots of murder. Like, lots of murder. This podcast seamlessly combines nerd culture with true crime in a fun, crazy, and morbidly fascinating way. You can listen in every Sunday as the hosts Jeffrey and Zig take a deep dive into nerdy obsessions and criminal affairs. Whether Jeffrey is discussing the fascinating psychology behind murder and crime, or Zig is being, well, a nerd, there's something in this show for everybody. The topics range from Dungeons and Dragons or Star Trek to creepy stalkers and vampire cults, so you'll always be able to find something that interests you in each episode. So go check out Nerdery and Murdery on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever the hell you're listening to this right now. You can also check out their website at www.nerderyandmurdery.com. All right, now back to the story. And hey, buckle up, all right? Things are about to get a little weird. Just don't say I didn't warn you. So you go through the hole, you get further and further into it, as you get to this kind of ridge, and you overlook the ridge, and you see this thriving, bright city of rats, all with, uh, you know, rat taxis, rat apartments, Uh rat billboards, and you see just the honking, the smell of a city. Ah, good morning, Jeff. Ah, good morning, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, just off to the work, you know. How are the wife and kids? Oh, they're swell. They're just swell. They're just bully, too. Just bully. And you see a big, flashing billboard that says, Welcome to New Rat City, home of the Rat King. Uh... Alchemist mentioned the potion might have some side effects, but I mean, I've never seen anything like this. I'm staring at the rat taxis and I say, I don't know. Looks pretty real to me. Uh, y'all want to go find this uh, rat king? You think the rat king would have the letter? Maybe he's the one that needs to come to supper. So walk towards the tallest building in town. <laughs> so you go to the Empire Rat Building. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> there's just a bunch of people walking outside. There's a subway station uh, outing right there. Uh, you see these big rats, just like buff rats, bigger than normal. Mm. They're wearing like shades, and they got like mm-hmm. earpieces in. He's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, buddy." Can't come in here, man. Also, can we understand them? Yeah, you're just, you're just talking to the rats. <laughs> so Will- Willib is a little shocked. He's like, whoa, you're speaking common. Yeah, boss. Never speaking common. That's pretty advanced for a rat. Most yeah. rats I've met speak rat. But let me tell you something. Look around. It's New Rat City, all right? <laughs> you're right. This isn't this isn't any any average rat city. This nah. is the new shit. <laughs> so we we run this joint, okay? This King's Point, yeah, we got an entire operation under this thing, you know? Uh, uh, looks like it. Yeah, that's why I just told you so. 
out my face, okay? Oh, uh, we're just trying to see the king. Hey, hey buddy, I told you to scram, all right? I told you to scram. Listen, we need a letter. We think the king's got it. A letter? You think you're gonna get the king's secret letter? No, you're not gonna take it. So the king does have a letter. Yeah, you know I don't talk too much, okay? Out, out of my face, okay? As I'm putting on my Marilyn Monroe dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I turn around to the rat guards and I say, The Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. If you offer him a pheasant, he would rather have grouse. And I look at the other one. If you put him in a house, he would much prefer a flat. If you set him on a mouse, then he only wants a rat. <laughs> okay, roll for performance. I got a 21. So both these guards are now at your will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, c- come right on through, uh, Miss, um, uh, uh, Miss. Why are the names? Mary. And I just go, stick around, boys. Something interesting might happen. Yeah, so we go in. So you go in the front door, and you just go to the elevator. Ding! Is there a king button? Uh, yeah, there's a king button. Nice. <laughs> There's like one through 200, yeah, and then at the top it just says king. Yeah, you go up to the uh, 201st floor, the king floor, mm-hmm. penthouse. You see, uh, you see this rat dressed in a pinstripe black suit with a hat on. Uh, like a fedora. He's just smoking a stogie. Yeah, fedora. He's talking uh, to this rat in a chair, and he's like, "Hey, all right, Mr. George. So, here's the issue. You got some information, and uh, well, old Nikki here." He's gonna get it from you one way or the other. So, you know what, in fact, let me invite him in. Piano keys, hey, come over here. Is the elevator door open and we're just like... Yeah, <laughs> it's just open, right? <laughs> I keep clicking the open door. <laughs> <laughs> this rat, like, is blindfolded, sitting in the chair, tied back, bloodied as heck. And he's like, you wanna hear how uh, old Nicky here got his nickname? We call him Piano Keys. Cause when, uh, when I, I uh, don't get the information I need. Uh, see, Nikki here takes your little pea brain, bashes that skull right in the ground. You see, uh, mostly your teeth, they're all missing. That's why they call him Piano Keys Nick. Yeah, that makes sense. Whoa. He's the, uh, he's our problem solver. He's our, uh, yeah. he's our piano player, if you will. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. George, would you like Mr. Nikki here to play you a tune? He doesn't speak up, he's like, no? <laughs> ah, okay. Well, uh, let's see, Mr. Nikki, play him, uh, one of them, uh, What's that uh, composer you like, uh, Ratkowski? Yeah, play him that. <laughs> and you see this big bruiser of a rat, way bigger than any of the guards outside. And he walks up to the rat in the chair and just starts sucker punching him in the face. No, no, man, 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 bitch. And we're all just jaw dropping. Big Nick, he goes, hey, didn't warm up, but uh, that'll do, that'll do. And he walks off. Uh, so somehow none of them saw us in the open elevator. Look left, right at you guys and say, I bet I can find the letter. And I sneak out of the elevator and try to see what I can find. Make a stealth check. Eight. I lean over to Glonk and I put a hand on his shoulder and I grant him cat's grace. Oh my. Which gives him an advantage on dexterity checks. Ah, nice. 
17. Wow. I cast invisibility and sneak out of the elevator behind Glonk. Yeah, you do that. You both sneak out of the elevator and you see the Rat King sitting in his study. He's got piano keys Nick right beside him. And then you can also see just behind him this massive scroll. Do I notice any interesting books? Or files or papers. Yeah, you see a book, and on the front it says, um, The Forge Keeper's Duty. Mm. Uh, on the back it says, If found, return to DuPont. <laughs> okay. I see Glonk sneaking up to the door of the study, and I realize that the Rat King's not in the room anymore, so I walk out of the elevator and I just I go crouch behind a chair in the corner of the room, just in case. Peeking in through the door, I see the human-sized scroll behind the king and his bodyguard, and I take a second to think, contemplating if this is gonna work, and then I just give it a try. I pull out Vias's dagger. Slash it through the air. Make another stealth check. 11. But I have advantage from Cat's Grace, so... Shit. Four. You get up to it, and uh, just as you put your hand on the scroll, you feel a hand on your back. (gasps) And he goes, why don't we have a seat, Mr. Um, Half-Orc? And then the uh, piano keys, Nick, kind of, oh, boss, I I, I didn't see... It's a right, Nick. It's a right. Uh, We're just going to escort this guy to uh, our chair in the other room. We're gonna have a little talk with him. I try to just elbow the king in the face and sweep out his legs. Roll to hit him. Seven. You try to, and uh, Piano Keys Nick catches it just as you try to do that, and then apprehends you and takes you into the other room. Mm. As they pull him into the other room, they see me still in my Marilyn Monroe costume, leaning seductively on the bookshelf. And I've drawn whiskers on my face now to <laughs> roll for performance again. Literally that 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he mistakes you for his own wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, you're home. Yeah, toots. I'm so tired. I missed you, though. <laughs> oh, man, I am so tired, too. It's a long day at work with the bus that a heading. suit? I'm hiding behind the chair. I'm with Willow. I, I walked over with Willow. Right, it's a big chair. Yeah, it's a big chair. <laughs> oh, you're telling me I had to bust this guy's head in. You know what happens. I know what happens when somebody gets in your way. That's why I'm still Baby. around, ain't it, Sugar? Baby, you're, you're the love of my life. Goes up to you and just gives you a big old smooch on the, on the lips. Meanwhile, Piano Keys Nick has thrown Glonk down onto the chair and tied him up. The Rat King looks over to him and says, Hey Nick, go get Grandma's letter. Okay, boys. Piano Keys Nick, he goes back there and pulls out the scroll. (gasps) I take it if you went this far, you uh, saw what happened to Mr. George. Now, did you, uh, Mr. Captain Glonk Dawkins? Oh, he's a captain. Hey, Piano Nick, he's a captain. It's cute. Yeah, see, we don't, we don't like captains down here. I'm just glaring at him. So, what are you doing in my city? I need that letter. <laughs> you need the letter, Nick. He needs the letter, Nick. What are you gonna do? Read a bedtime story to your kid? Nick cracks up. <laughs> yeah, boss. <laughs> oh, sugar, I love it when you joke. Seth and I just, the top half of our heads, kicking <laughs> yeah. over the seat. <laughs> <sighs> What are we gonna do here? Caught you snooping around my place and uh, trying to steal my scroll, my letter. There's a lot of important information there, information I can sell. So, what will we do? I don't know if you met Piano Keys Nick, but uh, he can play his song real nice. Hey, baby. Yes, sweetheart. I know you don't like it when I ask you for things, but 
Could you give me some eggs? Eggs? <laughs> I'm just feeling like some eggs right now. Goldie Tony. <laughs> <laughs> For eggs. I got a one. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a second. My wife hates eggs. Shit. <gasps> Who are you? Piano keys, go get them. Seth, we need to do something right now. Yeah. Goes and gets them. Apprehends Crispin. All right, we got two sons of sorry asses here. I'm struggling, and I'm not losing my act. How could you? How could you? After all I did for you, I'm bearing your child. Listen, you don't want to apprehend a god. A god? Son, you're looking at him. No, no, no. Perform a miracle for me right here. You want me to do a miracle? We'll do a little test of miracles. Uh, yeah, I'll show you a miracle. He uh, takes his rat hand, clinches it up, and just <laughs> punches you right in the face. Ooh. Dealing, uh... Three damage. I take the hit and wipe the blood from my lip on my shoulder and say, It's time for my miracle. You ever seen a bear? Up close and personal. I will. Don't go out in New Rat City much, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> you asked if I seen a bear. <laughs> I said you ever seen a bear. I wild shape into a brown bear. And I knock over the love seat. I ignite the little thing of gunpowder just to make some smoke. Big entrance, yeah. I cast Minor Illusion and cast a thunderstorm <laughs> behind him. <laughs> and I'm on my hind legs reared up, and I let out a ferocious roar. I uh, I use my orb, uh, make a lot of light behind nice. Willow for a nice silhouette again. Ah, a bear! <laughs> Piano keys, get him! Piano keys, okay, bullets. Runs at the bear. And I take one paw and tr just swipe at him. Roll to hit. Sure. 20. <laughs> oh my god! Critical hit, baby. <laughs> he flies, crashing through the window of the Empire Rat Building. You don't hear a splat, you hear a piano hitting the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I turn around to the Rat King and snarl at him. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right what, do you, what do you want, bear? You're messing with the god. We need the scroll. Let me out of this chair. And you'll save your life. Okay, okay, okay. All right, hands off me. Hands off me. I'll give you the scroll, okay? He goes over and picks up the scroll with, like, both of his pink hands. All right, here you go. Okay. Yeah, you can have the scroll, okay? Just don't hit me, all right? And yeah. Get that bear away from me, all right? I walk up to him, so I'm looking bear face into his rat face, and I, I puff a bear breath into his face, and I grab his fedora off his head with my mouth, and I take it. <laughs> I get a, a 1950s rat fedora. Great. Wow. And I set it on top of Crispin's head. And then I walk up to the Rat King and pluck the cigar out of his mouth, pop it into mine, and puff a cloud of smoke into his face and say, And one last thing. If any of you rats show your face in King's Point ever again, my friend the Bear God will make sure you follow old Piano Keys, Nick. Willow gives one last rumbling growl, and then we all turn around and walk back towards the elevator. You do that, and you pull the uh, the giant scroll into the elevator with you. And then I shapeshift back into halfling form. So you get to the bottom of uh, an empire rat building, right. and um, you can start to feel the potion start to wear off a little bit inside. Oh, we gotta get out of here. I'm feeling something too. <laughs> um, I, I hail a cab. <laughs> you hail a rat taxi. He goes, all right, where you headed? That away, pointing to where we came from. Uh, out of here, yeah. my man. He says, <laughs> Come on, tight. <laughs> and he just 
all the way through New Rat City, uh-huh. all the way up. Uh, you go up the hill, and then you kind of stop at the top of the hill as it overlooks New Rat City. You get a nice look of yeah. New Rat City again. Oh, I'm starting to feel it now. I start running back. Yeah, we all run for the rat hole, hoping we make it before we get too big. Yeah. Yeah. All of you are sprinting towards the hole, and you make it through one by one. <laughs> Just as you guys are like jumping, all you grow back to your normal sizes. Nice. Once I'm normal sized again, I shake off the effects of the potion and I I grab the letter and I open it. You unroll it and this is what you see. Well, what is it? Willow takes one look at it and gasps and looks to Crispin and our eyes lock. And I, I with shaking hands, hold it back up and say, it's addressed to... Alliance Commander Whisperix. We all turn and look at Crispin. I remain silent and wait for Willow to read the letter. Commander, I'm not sure how much longer the Alliance will last without you in charge. Ever since your disappearance, things have been changing in Valengard. A great evil is awakening, and the Temple of Natura has fallen into ruins. I believe I've found some information on how to stop this evil, however. An ancient prophecy speaks of a glorious dragon with emerald scales, a ruined temple, a bridge made of ice, and a song to save the realm. Most of this is beyond my comprehension, but I believe I've figured out how to enter the ruins of the ancient Temple of Natura. On the last full moon of the year, the moon's light will show us where to place the ivory key. The ivory key is locked in a vault at the bottom of the sea and requires a willing soul to work. I touch my chest where the ivory idol is, Mm, and I nod. Lastly, the prophecy calls for four heroes. A dragonborn like you, an angel like me, a halfling, and one who's descended from both orc and human. If we could find the other two heroes, all four of us could raise the bridge, summon the Emerald Dragon, and play the song. Then, maybe we'd stand a chance of saving your world and mine. But I cannot do this without my commander at my side. I hope that somehow, someday, this letter reaches you. With alacrity, your obedient servant, eternal ally, and steadfast friend, Archangel Grandma? Grandma is... An angel? And I, shaking hands, passed the letter to Crispin. Commander Whisperix. That is a title I have not heard in a long time. But it's true. Once upon a time, the mighty alliance of Valengard was under my command. But mighty as we were, the alliance lost sight of its purpose. To protect the future of our home. I could feel my time as commander coming to an end. So I left. I followed a deep tug within me to reconnect with our world. I traveled, I learned, and I wrote songs along the way. I've been following this deep magical feeling ever since. And that's when I met you, Seth. (laughs) And then we got beamed to the future and met you, Glonk and Willob. But when I heard the prophecy, I, I realized that not even I could run from my duty to Valengard and all of Harborn. The protecting wasn't done. It started to become clear to me our best shot was to find these instruments and stop the giant frost mage once and for all. Now I know that there's a lot you didn't know about me, but Grandma, he was a friend 
and a trusted member of the Alliance. And now, after all these years, this letter has finally made it to me. This letter must be important if it survived all these years. Lurgan said that a strange masked man was offering to pay handsomely for this letter. So maybe it's the same man who ambushed the dragonborn soldiers outside of Magmaton and stole the emerald dragon egg? Maybe this masked man was sent by the giant frost mage to stop us from fulfilling the prophecy. And maybe that's why he didn't want us to get the letter. But Seth, you're an angel. Do, do you know this archangel grandma? It rings a bell, but it was honestly such a long time ago. My home world, the world I felt from, is called Elysium. It's where angels like me live. The archangels were our leaders, but most of my memories of home are still a blur from the fall. We vowed to help defend each other's worlds, but that was many, many years ago. Who knows where he is now? As for us, I think we should follow his advice and find our way back to the ancient temple. Hmm. Well, maybe we head out of here and see if we can't track down that last instrument, Natura's Lyre, before the full moon, and then head up to the temple. Where do you think that third instrument would be? The only place left on the map is a city called Magmaton, home of the dwarves. The dragonborn soldiers were taking the emerald dragon egg there to meet up with an ally of the alliance, so maybe that guy could help us find the lyre? It also looks like there's something called the Great Forge there. And, I mean, we'll probably need some new weapons when we face the giant frost mage, right? I also swiped a book from the old Rat Pack man about a forge keeper. Hmm. And it was a Return to DuPont book, like the other two that I wow. had. Okay. We keep finding all these books written by this DuPont guy. He seems to know a lot about this quest. Maybe he can give us some answers? Maybe DuPont is a dwarf. How far is Magmaton? Well, here's the thing. It's not super far, but... There are these cliffs in the way called the Black Cliffs of Soot. So the most direct path is up through Alchemorth, back to Dagger's Edge, take a boat across the Lake of the Virgin, down through the Gate Sunder, around a volcano, past Arena Negris, and all the way down to Magmaton. That is a really long way. <laughs> Could be nice to stop by the Supple Maiden once again, Glunk. We had some good times there. Actually, wait, it looks like there is a shrine or something carved into these cliffs on the map. It's kind of close to Grawl and Griddle's oasis. Hmm. Let's say we head back to Grawl and Griddle's, maybe check out this shrine down here and see if we can't scale these cliffs. If not, we'll take the long way around and pay tribute to Vias' old hometown. Good plan, Willoughby. West it is, towards the Black Cliffs of Soot. Wisperix is revealed. If you are enjoying this story as much as I am, please help me reach other guests, like you, by sharing this podcast with your friends and rating or reviewing us. You can follow The Tabletop Tales on Instagram and Reddit at underscore the tabletop tales, on Twitter at underscore the tabletop, 
on Facebook at The Tabletop Tales, or you can just visit our website, www.thetabletoptales.com. If you would like to be known by name by the Melody Keeper and become a part of this podcast, I suggest you look further upon our Patreon page, where many exciting Harbornian treasures await you. You can find it at patreon.com backslash the tabletop tales. Now, in this movement, our dungeon master was John Fusner. Seth was played by Drew Baumel. Crispin Wisperix was played by Chris Chaput. Glonk Dawkins was played by Cam Marigold. Willow Willowbelly was played by Kyle McCann. Additional voices by Chris Chaput and John Fusner. Sound editing by Kyle McCann and Cam Marigold. Sound design by Kyle McCann. Movement mixing by Drew Bommel. Score mixing by Cam Marigold. Original score by Christopher Chaput and John Fusner. We'll see you next time at the Tabletop.